Bienvenidas a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Soila Perez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores, and we're two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we have an episode all about melancholia, melancholy, melancholic songs. Yeah, so the song that sort of inspired this episode is the song that we just opened the show with. It's called Los Caminos de la Vida. I think many of you will recognize it, but maybe not. It's a Vallenato de los Diablitos. Take a listen. wondering if Perez knew this song because I was like this song is like classic to me but I also am not sure like how big really like vallenatos are outside of like I mean vallenatos are Colombian we've spoken about them here before especially on our accordion episode mm-hmm. um you know people in Venezuela listen to vallenatos I think like there's like the proximity physical proximity but they're not like you know outside of like maybe like Carlos Vives I don't think they're like a huge like pop format no. Like, it is, like, a, a, a form of popular music that is really, really widely listened to, but um, I don't think it's, like, super commercialized. Um, so I was wondering, like, yeah, it's to me, this is, like, wow, like, a classic. Obviously, you'll know this, but Pérez, you're like, right. I don't know it, so. No, I mean, it sounds like Bayanato, but, yeah, I don't know this particular song. Um, yeah, I mean, my music listening was so Caribbean centered as a child so i'm only as an adult exploring really outside of the caribbean at all and i know colombia you know has caribbean kind of connections but i didn't really listen to colombian music as a child at all yeah yeah so vallenato is from the caribbean region of colombia but um so it is a caribbean genre just not necessarily from the islands or cuban Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah um yeah i mean really it was like cuban puerto rican and then like Juan Luis Guerra, <laughs> you know, like basically, <laughs> is what my, this is like what my dad was listening to. Basically, um, I was saying before we were got on to record that my um, Carlos Vives is like the Juan Luis Guerra Vallenato. You know, he's like the light skinned or white guy who like popularized this genre. Right, right, that right. Comes from black folks, just like Juan Luis Guerra did with bachata. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, exactly. And so, but anyway, I uh, thought about this song. 
um, because uh, I was at this listening session for Jesse Reyes' new album, um, which mm-hmm. comes out the day that this episode comes out on September 16th. It's called Yesi. Check it out. Um, she's a super sweet kid. Um, but while talking about her processes and sort of her life, she spoke about this song and it's just been in my head. And it's just like so deeply melancholy in this most beautiful way. And I love the harmonies in this. I feel like mm-hmm. the harmonies are really, um, they really convey the feeling mm-hmm. um, of melancholy. And I hadn't really paid attention to the lyrics of the song Beyond the Hook because that's just how I roll. But um, I was like looking at them a little bit before this episode and it's like about um, uh, an adult son uh, talking about like his mother and like being unable to provide for her in the way that she provided you know for him or like you know like being really grateful that she like provided for him as a kid and she like wants and he wants to give her like a life beyond what he's capable of giving her at this moment and just like the sorrow of that Mm. and so it's it's very sweet and melancholy and um i think it's just so beautiful so Mm -hmm. so beautiful yeah it is really beautiful it's really beautiful. I, you suggested this melancholy as a theme, and I was so um, into it because I'm usually the one who's suggesting like feelings based themes. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's because I had this song in my head, and I was yeah. like, well, maybe we could bring this, do an episode where I can bring this song. And like, this yeah. song is just like the primary, the primary feeling to me is melancholy, which is like to me a little bit different than like sadness, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sadness is like there's a lot of really sad songs out there Mm -hmm. and a lot of songs with like a lot of sad big sad feelings but melancholy is just like a little bit more like mellow like Mm. and just deeper like a sort of the sadness is so deep that you're just sort of resigned to it Mm. you know (laughs) um interesting i I wouldn't use the word mellow yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like mellow in the sense that like musically maybe, you know, like right. it's like a sadness that's so deep that you're just like resigned to it. And it's not like it's not as acute, right? It's like a more like deeper, like ongoing, like, I don't know. Existential dread. Yeah. Existential. Yeah. Yeah. Existential okay, sadness versus that like versus like an acute like in right. this moment sadness to me is what that implies. Okay. I think for me, I just think about it as like very deep. Something is very deeply sad, but I I hear yeah. you. I think there's an there's like an energy or a vibe around melancholy that's that's specific, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. It's just like a little bit like more pensive, maybe a little bit more like I don't know. I think um, there's <laughs> there's this meme also that I love that it's like. <laughs> Somebody, you know, like that meme format where it's like a girl texting somebody else in bed, like usually a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you better, it's like, I, I'm i coming over, you better not be. And then like, <laughs> the bottom says like, romanticizing your melancholic <laughs> solitude. <laughs> there's this guy like, like this like very like, you know blue painting and blues and blacks of this like person looking off into the distance is very right right okay so the dictionary says a feeling of pensive sadness typically with no obvious cause no obvious i see it's like more existential right Right. saying yeah right well i don't know that any of my songs really fit that bill then (laughs) (laughs) all right do you feel like yours do 
I, do you, yeah, I mean, mine I have do. a pretty obvious cause in all of them. I do. You know? I feel like mine are just like, I mean, yeah, there's like, they're saying reasons, but it's like a more like a long standing, not like I broke up with my boo and I'm sad right now. Right. Type of vibe, right. You know, it's like a more right. like, you know, long. Yeah. Long. I don't know. To me, it's long. It has to be. Okay. Like, all right. Well. I guess the jury's out on mine. We can talk about whether they meet the criteria. It can <laughs> also melancholy. be a vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say that bachata has like a melancholic absolutely vibe to it. Absolutely, so perennial, there's gonna be some perennial sorrow, right? In bachata right. world, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think vallenato, yeah, has a little bit of that too. I don't know if it's like, is it something about the melody? Is it a is the accordion? Like, there's something about it that yeah has this. Yeah, I think the, to me, something about the way the melodies feel mm-hmm. very melancholy and okay. uh, the harmonies feel very melancholy, right. even with songs that aren't necessarily, right? I mean that, like, yeah, yeah something, if, like, you think about, like, Encanto, for example, like, there is a lot of Vallenato there, and I think Carlos Vives makes music for that, and even though the songs are, like, very joyful, like, there is still, like, that, like somewhat mm-hmm. melancholy to me mm-hmm. melody that vallenato mm-hmm. um vallenato has but yeah <laughs> this uh, the other definition says it's a word for the gloomiest of spirits gloomiest <laughs> of spirits wow well well i mean it is about to be fall soon today's I warm know. which i'm happy about yeah but it's not warm here today it's like gray and and on the i mean that's not cold but it's not hot it's like yeah humid um all right well i appreciate this uh this topic and speaking of weather <laughs> my next song um the song that i first song i picked for this episode is called nubes negras and it's a new song actually that just came out and it's by la india and goyo let's take a listen She's just this incredible Puerto Rican powerhouse of a singer. So it's like an incredible voice and some incredible music. And then partnering with Goyo seems, it was unexpected to me. I was like, oh, this is a cool partnership. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, we were talking about this before the show. I didn't know that La India was, like, making... I, knew, I know she's, like, you know, touring every once mm-hmm. in a while. I know that, like, I see her shows popping up in New York every once in a while. But I hadn't heard anything new from her, so this is sweet. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, you might know Goyo. She's a member of Chokweep Town, who we've brought before, who's Colombian, a Colombian group. And... Um, this had a really interesting sound. It was like salsa, but then there was like other things happening. What did you think of it, Vero? I was like, when I heard it, I was like, what is happening here musically? Because it sort of sal- starts like sort of salsa percussion, and then it goes into like these like deeper, bassier mm-hmm. production, and then it like goes like full salsa later. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I was like confused, but it's, I, I think I'm into it. But yeah. at first I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it definitely is not, um, I don't think it's following a, a prescriptive pattern, you know, yeah, it's kind of doing yeah. its own thing. And yeah, I mean, I think Goyo and La India have very different sounds, and so it's cool to see how they tried to bring those together. Um, and I really liked it. And, you know, it's it's especially if you watch the video, it's very much a breakup song. And the, the fact that, like, these Nubes Negras kind of came after this he left mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's definitely mm-hmm. it's definitely about a breakup but I do think like dark clouds is definitely more of like a melancholy thing especially because sure. they're like this idea that they're like sticking around you know for um, sure versus just like a moment of sadness yeah yeah so. it's like the sky is feeling sad <laughs> God is wow. crying no I don't know. wow 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 <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, d- I also didn't know if what La India was up to. I mean, she's only in her 50s, so. Yeah, I mean, going, she's young. She's yeah. young. She's got juice left in her. Yeah. So yeah, it was fun to see these two mujeres um, collaborating together. For sure. We'll love to see La India on about. Nothing but respect for her. Mm-hmm. For sure. And the video is really beautiful, like, scenically. They, like, all these visuals and, like, it's. There's like waterfalls. I, I recommend checking out. I enjoy that. All right. I'll have to watch it. All right. What's up next for you? So my next song is by Dominican Emo King, Twin Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> this song is from 2019. It's called Crushed.
So I've loved Twin Shadow for a long time, brought him on the show a couple times. Um, I think I've liked him since maybe his second album in 2012. It's called Confess, um, which is such a dramatic name for an album. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, <laughs> and um, the song on it that sold me was, um, that sold me on Twin Shadow is called Five Seconds, which has these like, punk drums but also these like super new wave type synths and vocals that i really loved and it's completely different from this which is completely different from his latest album which is self-titled and came out last year um the man just keeps reinventing himself but has these big feelings in all of his music and knows how to like turn them into something that sounds great um, and to me, the song is a prime example. Like, I have to say, like, I'm not even really sure what the lyrics say, other than I'm crushed. And I didn't hear <laughs> a lot of lyrics. What? I don't think there are a lot of lyrics. Yeah, it just sounds really melancholy, like a deep mm-hmm. foreboding sadness that is, like, not going to live for a long time, but mm-hmm. in the most beautiful way. Like, this mm-hmm. is, like, romanticizing your melancholic solitude. Yeah. I, get, soundtrack I mean, isn't it. that what... Isn't that the definition of being emo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess that's why I'm just like, this is our emo king. Yeah. The Dominican yeah. emo king to I mean, What is emo if not romanticizing your melancholy? <laughs> <laughs> correct. Correct. That's exactly right. Yeah. And then making something like super beautiful out of it, but staying yeah. sad. Um, I don't know if he's actually sad, but, you know, I hope, I hope it the man is happy but yeah. a lot of his songs like have like so much of this feeling and this one is um one that i return to often i've like dotted several of my playlists with it over the last you know couple years since it came out and i i just love it i just keep keep coming back to it so when i was trying to think about songs for a melancholy episode i was like oh twin shadows mm-hmm. my dude right even all these years in i mean we're like six and a half years into this I still have these moments where like I was listening to music last night for this episode and I was just like, I wasn't even in a bad mood. Well, actually I was kind of in a bad mood yesterday. And then I was like, oh, that's just like, this makes me feel better. (laughs) This music, like even just like a few minutes, it's funny. And it's like, it's not even, yeah, like I was connecting in that moment to feeling so shitty, but I was like, oh, this is like lifting my, I don't know if it's oxytocin or whatever, but like dopamine's giving me a hit of something, you know, positive, so. I love that for you. That's I, yeah, great. I love that about music. Even though I was listening to melancholic music for this episode, but still, <laughs> still did it for me because I love music. What is your next song? Yeah, so we knew there was going to be some bachata on this episode. It could have been all bachata, but we're not easily, going that hard on it. Easily could have been all bachata. <laughs> bachata lives in a melancholy Melancholy. State. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but I decided to bring a, one of the, you know iconic bachateros Anthony Santos and this one is Donde Estarás Se me ha ido mi mujer y yo no la pude ver. Se me ha ido mi mujer y yo no la pude ver. 
este bar Dígame usted cantinero Si no está aquí en este bar Correction, the song is Donde Estará, not Donde Estarás. So I think it's the it's the requinto, which is like a smaller, higher-pitched guitar that is in bachata that gives it that, like, part of that, like, melancholic vibe, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot of aspects, but that's, like, my theory right now after listening to that song again. Well, I think, I mean, I don't think it's too far off. When people um, talk about bachata guitar, they, they, like, often say, like to make making the guitar cry like yoda like mm-hmm. hacer la guitarra llorar, you know so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I, I can see that yeah and there's i mean there's three guitars in bachata i think three different guitars that play different parts of the song and and have different sounds but but yeah that like high-pitched guitar that like you know like i feel like that's kind of hits at something in the heart you know um but yeah this is a classic anthony santos is a classic I think this is about love. I mean, most bachata is about heartbreak. Um, but yeah, it's it's more of the of the energy of the genre, I think, that, that makes it fit with melancholia. Yeah, for sure. Those vocals, those vocals are very, are very melancholy, I would say. Also, mm-hmm. lots of um, bachateros are also good at conveying a lot of feeling in their voice mm-hmm. yeah for sure a good bachatero anyway yeah and he has an incredible voice yeah so yeah i mean i have i have a playlist that's like the crying emoji <laughs> oh my goodness that i made after like a breakup many years ago but then i immediately started dating someone else which is not really my pattern but so i never really like was in the breakup phase very long and then i went back to it later on and I looked at it, um, and there's definitely about chats on it, of course. So I don't know that I would say that playlist is really like melancholic, but it's definitely sad. It's a different kind of, <laughs> it's a different vibe. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Well, my next artist is definitely very mm-hmm. melancholy. I think that there was a lot of ongoing sadness throughout her life and Mm -hmm. that like melancholy mood penetrated a lot of her artistry and her voice this song i'm not sure that we've brought before even though it's one of her best it's called que te pedi and it's by dalupe 
que no hay en la vida otro amor como mi amor que no te di que pudiera en tus manos poner y aunque quise robarme la luz para ti no pudo ser hoy me pides tú possibly even be more melancholy than Lupe. I mm. don't yeah. know. I think for me, we were just talking about this with Bachateros, but like very, very few people I think are able to convey the kind of emotion in their voice the way that she does. Like to me, it's just absolutely visceral. It's impossible mm-hmm. to like not go through it with her, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I just fucking love it. I love yeah. it. I feel yeah. like this is the kind of music that makes me want to be sad makes me want to be like uh like absolutely romanticize my sadness yeah. just like sit listening to a record and like smoking a cigarette and doing things that are really bad for me or something you know i'm like getting a visual of you in like a silk bathrobe like lying back on your couch yes. like with your like yes hand on your forehead with my like mascara one of those, like, running yeah and like a one of the you don't even smoke really but like a long cigarette holder yeah, you know I don't, I don't like Corella Deville you know absolutely but it would absolutely be like a, one of those long cigarette yeah, holders you've got this, you've got the picture exactly I've got the visual. correct great yeah, I'm glad that's exactly I'm glad. right although in this vision I, you have like a chaise lounge that you don't have in your real life but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I mean the thing about La Lupe is that we know that there was a lot of tragedy in her life because of all her difficulties with um, drugs and alcohol and so you know if, she, if if that wasn't true right like if that wasn't a part of her lived experience I wonder would she still have such a like A would she still have that quality to her voice and to her singing and B would we associate it you know like I don't know I feel like both those things probably have yeah. an impact both her lived experience and us knowing about her lived experience mm-hmm. kind of embeds it with even more to me like more sense of sadness because I know that she I mean, she had a really difficult life and she died very yeah. young, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. She did have a really difficult life. And to me, it's also like, you know, a lot of the time, I think that there was a lot of sadness in her life also outside of, outside of like the drugs and the alcohol. Right. It's like right. very like, you know, to me, it's very clear that those were to numb other. Yeah. I mean, that's pain. You know? Usually how it is, right? Yeah. yeah. That people are coping with something really difficult yeah and traumatic so yeah i don't think yeah i don't know that there's many addicts that don't come from from some sort of trauma you know so yeah definitely. but yeah we happen to know a lot about about her life and i feel like she's you know and also because it was very visible you know it would happen on stage she would like clearly be um fucked up on stage and so it was not like behind closed doors you know right so. Yeah, I mean, she really did leave it all on the floor. And yeah. it, it made for just like this really visceral body of work that is really, really beautiful to engage with. And 
Yeah, I I do. I think that, that that's a question with a lot of artists, right? That like yeah, that had uh-huh. a lot of really public Just suffering, her. you know? Like right. God, like what would your work be like if you didn't have this intense suffering, you know? I know. Um, and like you know it feels hard sometimes for some folks to like appreciate even like like how how might this even be worth it but um I think hope I hope at least that for some of these folks the music that came out of that really deep sadness was um a balm rather than like you know a source of that pain all right yeah it is really such a common predicament that people create you know incredibly gifted talented creative people often it comes with a lot of strife um or comes from a lot of strife i don't know it's like chicken or the egg you know um but uh, yeah a lot of them experienced um trauma that inspires their work and and, Mm -hmm, yeah that's mm -hmm. i can think of a lot of you know american musicians like white american musicians that have also you know have that kind of vibe and died young or suicide or drug overdose you know all of these things so yeah for sure like like kurt cobain for example you know it's like popping into my head yeah. um but yeah so it's like a beautiful thing that they can create from all the pain but also would it be better just not have the pain <laughs> you know i don't know yeah i feel like we often bring la lupe and la india together that's interesting. I mean, I can see that. I can see. Yeah. I don't know what themes have been for yeah. episodes where La Lupa and La India have showed up, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe men wronging women uh-huh. I think would also yeah. be an episode uh-huh. where they might show up together. Yeah, I have to look back. But yeah, I think there's a few. They're very different and they do. I do think there's some commonalities there besides yeah. the fact that their names start with La. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> All right, this last one um, for our main um, segment has a very dramatic title that I feel like fits this melancholy episode very well. So this is my pick, and it's called Que Nadie Sepa Mi Sufrir. And this is Sonora Siguaray. Let's take a listen. I mean, the song maybe has like a more upbeat vibe than the title might indicate. 
but yeah, I still think it. I felt it, like yeah. the title was super melancholy, like mm-hmm. hiding your suffering from others. That's like peak melancholy vibes. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you, pr- I pressed play and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a fun little Mexican cumbia. Right. Yeah. This is a famous song that has been done by many people over the years. Like, I even see one by Edith Piaf. Um, and also La Sonora Dinamita in the 90s. So it's, a, I think, an often covered song, and I can't figure out exactly who is the originator of it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the title just screamed melancholy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely, it's a song that I'm, like, familiar with, I think I've heard um, in the past. I think it's, like, popular enough. Um, but is yeah, this, this is a, the version that you're most familiar with? I don't know. It sounds familiar, but probably not. Um, this yeah. is just the version that I came across, and I was like, oh, wait, this sounds, this is ringing a bell. But no, mm-hmm. I'd have to, like, go back through all the covers to try to figure out which one I was probably exposed to. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that's La Sonora de Mita. I mean, they're pretty big also. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I really like the song, and um, so I wanted to bring it. But yeah, I, I think sometimes, I mean, that's not, it's not the first time we've had something where it's like you're singing about one thing, but then the music sounds upbeat, you know, like, but when you listen to the lyrics, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, like this is like contrasting mm-hmm. um, moods happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these folks are a Mexican group that's been around for a long time um, since 68. So lots of different, you know, they're like a big band, basically Mexican big band. Yeah. So apparently this song was composed in 1936 by somebody called Angel Cabral. Good job. And like you said, it's been recorded a bunch of times by people like Julio Iglesias and shit, you know? Oh, you know what? That might be the person I've heard, probably. Mm -hmm. That actually sounds likely because I I heard a lot of him growing up. Thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm seeing that, too. Okay. Yeah, and Edith Piaf heard it on a Latin American tour in mm. the fifties, and, and then did a French recorded a French language yeah, version. Cool. Interesting. It says the genre is Peruvian waltz. <laughs> I didn't and know they had a waltz in Peru. I didn't either. Oh my god. What's a Peruvian waltz? I'm wow. definitely gonna go into Wikipedia hole about Peruvian waltz. The vice. The vice criollo, waltz criollo. Outstanding. Wow. Cannot wait. Maybe we should do an episode about that. That's so interesting. Um, all right. Well, thanks for doing this live research with me. I normally <laughs> prepare more in advance, but I had a really long work day. So here we are. Thanks you know, it's good. Teamwork to make the dream work. Exactly. Exactly. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Hopefully this episode didn't like bring you down. <laughs> I not mean, yesterday when do. you were in a little bit of a bad mood, this sad music brought you up. So that's let us, true. Let, let's assume that that's what it's going to do. For yeah, you. I hope so. I hope so. Um, as always, all the information about our songs in our show notes at radiomanea.com and make sure you're following us on Twitter and on Instagram. Also, shout out to Maite, who is our editor on this show. You always are amazing. Thank you so much. Um, Maite gets to hear all of the little like side <laughs> conversations that we have that are like are not for the general public. So if you yeah. ever want to write the Radio Manet Tell All, Maite is going to be a key <laughs> player. <laughs> Way to blow our cover. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, we have a cute newsletter. Sign up for it. Thank you so much for listening, y'all. We love you. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Los caminos de la vida